This is Neon Cauldron with Elise Osborne. Many times on the show, I've talked about an unrelatable guru, this yoga blonde babe on the internet doing yoga on a mountaintop and like this and that. And maybe by doing that, I've manifested her onto the show through Emily, um, who is that very archetype. And the show is made with the intention of giving many different people space to talk about their own spiritual practices and beliefs and experiences. Because um, as if you're a regular listener, you might notice we have a lot of differing ideas. You know, the world is filled with possibilities and the way that we live and feel and, and, and believe and think. And here we have Emily, who is completely devoted to her yoga practice and her mind-body consciousness has brought her into this razor-sharp presence where she's um, having these really swift downloads about what it is to be present and self-acceptance and self-forgiveness and, you know, judgment of others and all of these things. So we find ourselves in these infinite webs of all the things that are tying us away from presence and um, we kind of talk it out. So this podcast is my yoga, and you are about to experience it with me. Let's go see. Hi, Emily. Hi. So um, here we are in my studio bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> and Emily's come down um, to visit me. So we're going to talk about um, her practice as a yoga teacher and also just different sort of the cosmic downloads that she's been getting lately about um, manifestation and how to bring in abundance into her life and starting to ask for greater things. So I don't know. When I talk to you about it, I feel like it comes down between vision and follow through and also like upping your personal efficacy and like the belief in yourself and like the belief that you are worth having the things that you want and like having this sort of alchemy of like those three ideas totally. and like that's how it works yeah I mean I've been thinking a lot recently about like my perception of like time and how that plays a role in the things that like I'm cultivating in my life so if we look at things in a perspective of like linear like we're setting these like timetables up for ourselves like I need to do this by this time and like we're kind of making that the goal, making that the way that we're like, where the place that we're manifesting from, that we need to reach this certain goal. It's kind of taking us outside of the experience that we're having in the present moment. So like something I've been focusing a lot in my classes recently is like, what is stress? Stress is when our focus is on something that's like beyond ourselves. So whether that's the past or the future or you know, we're worried about something or whatever it is. We're sending this energy to somewhere else in time that we're not. Yeah. So when we start to move back into the present and feel deeper into the present and kind of connect with what's going on within ourselves right here, right now, and like then start to envision from that place what it is, what is it that I'm calling in and what does that feel like and how can I feel what that feels like right here, right now, instead of seeing it as this like future thing that I'm trying to get to in this straight line, like 
I've been thinking about time as like kind of, it's more like these like circles that like coil around us. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, I, I do, I, I get that because I do like um, sort of intuitive work and I feel like time is not really the propaganda being shoved <laughs> down our throat that it's a straight line. Exactly. I mean, sure it is. I'm not like a demented alien. I yeah. get like that concept, but I think that you're right in like when we, we kind of invent our own future and mm-hmm. our own past in any second, yeah. our reality and our belief in what will happen to us and what has happened to us is so tailored by our conscious moment. Totally. And I think that, um, to me, like that was like a really important thing to realize, um, past experiences were also in my power of now Mm -hmm. and like deciding on what I did and that, how I felt about it, how I saw it, how I saw my involvement in something. And as, um, I try to be more present, I'm like realizing um, memories of things I've done in the past where I was being a total asshole. But if I didn't change my, my, um, if I didn't update my system or whatever, Mm -hmm. I would have still thought that I was totally not an asshole. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not to say that I was like maliciously acting out, but I was wrong, you know? Well, and you can look at like, you can look back on times in your life from a place. Like, I I think this is something that's a practice that takes time, but like, you can look back from a place of non-judgment and compassion for that yeah, person. Completely. Like you can say, yeah, I, for that point in time in my life, I was choosing to learn my lessons by not being a very nice person or by like, that was the way that I was existing in the world. And I, I see compassion for that part of myself. I, I, I hold space for her. I love her still. Completely. And you I know? think if it wasn't for that type of, um, position, then I wouldn't be able to see my error. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because the, the psyche really protects you mm-hmm. from things that would make you want to, like, that just, like, fuck up the system, right? Yeah. So your ego is protecting you and feeling like you're okay, you're here, you're going to be able to survive. And sometimes when you take on too many downloads about, like, you not doing something, you know, like, mm-hmm. it could be very... Uh, it could be a shock to the system. Yeah. So if you can't do it with compassion, it could be sort of uh, toxic, you know? Yeah. Or people, I think often the response to like these parts of ourselves that are not good that we don't like, well, I don't even like to say not good because it's kind of like implied duality, which I like. Yeah. I see what you mean. Everything just is what it is. Undesired and desirable yeah, or like the shadow. Yeah, things you've deemed not good about yourself there's a tendency to like block that out, to numb it out, to yeah. look away from it, to not take ownership or hold space for it. And it's like, you have to love all these little parts of who you are, yeah. you know, so that you can exist in the world in a way that's, that's light, that's free, you yeah. know? I think that you're right. You do block it out. Like, for example, um, like there's been times where I've confronted my mother about something mm-hmm. and I've also heard this from other people who will confront their parents about something that was really wrong and abusive or or just really fucked up. And they'll say, remember when this happened? And then the mom won't remember. Yeah. Like the the parent literally is like, I don't remember that at all. Like even if they're in a space of like healing and being okay, like they literally can't access this thing because it would probably wound their psyche too hard. And, you know, so you have to kind of, um, to be in the present totally and like be in that compassion, like rays of the sun, it starts to warm up the past and the mm-hmm. future, 
you know? I think that that's well, something healing that... healing comes not from, like, going to your mom and having your mom be like, I'm so sorry, you're so right, I was so wrong. Healing comes from you yeah. being able to hold that space for yourself and to forgive and to just yeah, that's completely true. compassion and to just be like, I understand, like that's my mom she was doing the best she could with what she was given and i forgive her and you look at it you acknowledge it you hold the space for it and then you're ready to move on from it and to take the lessons i know and- well i mean like hearing an apology from someone if you aren't if you haven't worked on your own systems it's like as useful as a bucket of used q-tips or totally. something you're just like <laughs> like cool thanks like confusing and I don't know what to do with this you know where do I put this so yeah I think that also um this makes sense in um the mind body connection because Mm -hmm. your practice is yoga so Mm -hmm. so much of um your you're a teacher and you're also a practitioner Mm -hmm. like you do it so um a lot of that is being hyper present and like getting really dropping into your body when our body really is like recovering from the past and trying to like gear up for the future constantly like our body's consciousness is like under this weird pressure and stress all the time yeah I mean our body is not separate from our mind like all these little experiences that we've had throughout our lives are stored in our bodies like little muscle memories of like tension and like even just noticing like there will be like certain triggers that you might have from like childhood like maybe somebody like if you were like someone raised a hand to you when you were a kid, there are certain movements where like maybe that triggers like a tension in the body that you haven't even like, you don't even realize, you know? And, and it's just, it's interesting, like coming back to like the sense of like time being linear. Like I, I find that that becomes a limitation when it comes to healing in the sense that like, we're like, there's the past, there's the future. I need to, I need to get over that so that I can get over here when it's like, Actually, you can slow down that process of of healing those parts of yourself and let them be this kind of like swirling, existing part of your wholeness. Which only exists in the present. Yeah. And then Mm. take your time with it. Take your time the same way that you would drop into a physical practice. You take your time easing into the movement. You take your time like feeling into what feels good and, and like really having a sense of body awareness is being able to move like the more advanced practitioners. I always say this in my classes, but I don't people, there's a a misconception, like from, if you're going to look from an ego perspective, you would think the most advanced practitioner is the person who's doing all the arm balances and the chaturangas or the handstands or whatever it is. And I think the most advanced (laughs) practitioner is the person who can move through challenge in their practice but stay in that place of presence, stay with the breath. So if you're coming into a handstand, but you're like holding your breath and you're tensing, that's not, you're not moving through. Like I've been trying to like in my classes recently, really let go of this idea that we're like arriving somewhere in a final destination that, that it's like, what's next, what's next, what's next. It's like, no, enjoy the process of moving from one position to the other. Once you've found a place where you feel like is a, a spot explore deeper into that what does it feel like to run your fingers along your legs or to feel your you know your breath in your lungs like really feeling deeper into these positions because I often see a lot of people are like they're very just 
anxious to get what's the next thing what's the next thing well, what's the next like thing it's surface level yeah it's performance yeah. based it's like what does this look like and but imagine you're if like... you're so the way you show up on your mat is the way you show up in your life so if you're constantly chasing the next thing and you're just you're existing in this surface level of experience you're never allowing yourself to settle into the moment and to be like what does this feel like what is this giving me what do i have like to learn from where I'm at right now. You're just constantly like going, 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 yeah. going. You're missing what's happening. I mean, the way that I show up on the mat is not very often. <laughs> and also if I feel stressed out, I'll just do child's pose, which to me, I'm like trying to be like, how is that my, my life? I guess that's my life. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that if I feel like too stressed out, um, like my body and my breath is like in sync and I'm like too focused on like how everyone else is doing yeah. everything. Then I'll just be like, well, that's, that's not why I'm here. Yeah. Like I'll have to just like drop in and like stretch my own back out, even if it's not what everyone else is yeah. doing. Yeah. Well, I mean that, that's like a huge lesson for you right there that like, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. What matters is what's going on inside of you. How did, how yeah. are you feeling? You know? No, completely. And I think that you have to, for me, if that like relates to my life as a whole and like something that I've learned that has benefited me is like, just embrace being a weirdo. If that's like, just think of like, what is, what you're afraid of and like making yourself more comfortable. Like, Maybe my family will think I'm a degenerate if I'm not married or like, you know, maybe it's weird to like have this outfit on or this or that and be like, okay, is this me being a degenerate or am I being lazy or am I being weird? And just embrace like, yeah, maybe that's the worst possible scenario and that's true. Like, so just get over it and like keep trying, you know, I think like being, um, damnation sometimes can be like a golden ticket Mm -hmm. you know like uh, there was this woman I met I was reading for and she was she was talking about buying this kimono that she really wanted but she was like she was this older woman from the southwest and she had all this like turquoise jewelry and she had this like really cool energy and she Mm -hmm. was like I'm afraid of wearing this out because that's like what a crazy woman does and I'm like well, that's your golden ticket, bitch. Like, yeah. you're a crazy woman. Be a crazy woman and do whatever the fuck you want. And yeah. now, because it's like, what's the worst that can happen if it's getting a label, you know? Yeah. Like, once you get over the uh, dilemma of it, you can really just embrace your own health. Yeah. And you start to notice, like, all these stories that repeat in your head, some of them aren't even yours. It's like, I've... I've had things that I've been telling myself that have limited me that are things that like my mom has kind of felt her whole life. Or, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. And, but it's like, I know where she got it from. It's like these things passed down. There's like ancestry is like a real thing. These kind of like karmic, like lines of energy that are passed down through us. And with mindfulness, you can break these cycles and you can say, actually like, that's not me. That's not my voice. That's not my truth. Yeah. And you can move on from it and you can start acting out of alignment with that story. Totally. You know, like I had a, I had a, a powerful realization just the other day because I, I teach that a lot. Like I often say in my classes, like 
Every moment is an opportunity for you to change direction, change your mind, change your life, take notice, be the conscious observer of your thoughts. And I meditate every single day and I do listen to my thoughts and I do observe them, but it wasn't until I got sick of hearing that same story that I was like, actually, I'm done with that now. Well, there's also this other method because sometimes it's so hard to just put the stopper on it where you... um, I mean, I'm sure you probably are doing this too. It's like re um, rearranging or re uh, re- revisiting the contract you have with that inner voice. Mm-hmm. So it's like this this voice comes in, and I at first I thought it was my own thoughts, and I realized this is uh, my grandmother's voice, and this has to do with her fear around you know the pressure she was given having been like the oldest girl or the only girl in a family filled with boys in a time and place where she was 1000% accountable for taking care of everyone for some reason Mm -hmm. and so she feels this great pressure to always do this certain way you know and I could hear her when she's in my head and instead of like being like oh now I know that's just my grandma's voice shut up grandma like I could also be like that's interesting, you know, or like, a, you know, have a different relationship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not, sometimes you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. and like be like, oh, maybe there is some reason why this alert has gone off and it's not yeah. just a hang up of mine. And maybe there's something I could learn or hear from it totally. without having to uh, negotiate just the binary of it's totally right or it's totally wrong. Right. And just yeah. like allow space for the whole house of my ancestors and like, psychological scissors like just hang out like you know and you can decide like when when have you received the lesson like I felt like in in my case with this one particular story I felt like the the lesson had been received Mm. you know and so I was like it's time to kind of change the channel now not that that part of me is like gone or suppressed but it's just I'm I'm ready to give like some other voices and things a chance and a lot of people for a lot of people that does help to kind of name your emotions name give them colors or give them names or like so that when they do arrive again it's not this unfamiliar like out of control thing you're just like like you said like oh hey grandma like you're back again you know it's and then it becomes more of like a familiarity and completely and part of what you're saying about like because I think that does happen like in, in tarot that would be like the death card you know it's like really letting go of a state of mind Mm -hmm. and like a way that you're operating and that can happen like when I um go through the backlogs of like my different operating systems throughout my life you know that's the kind of cool thing about being in the present you're like the ghost of the past is there you could like explore the head of someone who kind of doesn't even exist anymore and be like oh, this is exactly why I thought all these things. This is why I had these parameters and limits and, like, weird worldviews. But (laughs) now I'm not. And I think that recently um, things that I've really said goodbye to is just I think that I've, like, kind of in so many ways let go of um, trying to play for romantic intimacy. Mm -hmm. I know that's, like, a confusing and maybe – too personal even like but I'm just (laughs) I feel like when I look back at different eras of my life and how much time I spent trying to negotiate with these people who don't even show up anymore you know like and I'm like that was a lot of time lost and maybe I'm just older or whatever like I just am like 
oh, I don't care. Like, I'm going to make myself happy and I feel happy. I do. And I'm not going to try to like edit everything. And saying this now, it's not really a new concept in my life, but I feel like yeah. I've like completely stepped into it where I like could not give a shit. Like, yeah. so that's not the same thing as like totally letting myself go. Like, <laughs> no, you you're know? choosing you. You're not yeah. choosing like all these other people. You're not chasing like the validation of like, love me, love me, love me. So I feel loved. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, actually, I fill myself up with love. And because of that, I'm going to draw to me. It's like a trust. Like I am going to attract that fullness is going to meet me there. Yeah, now no, totally. you don't have to be like, choose me, choose me, choose me. I you know. know. I feel like mostly <laughs> indifferent about like the primary role in my life being like a partnership. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like, cool or not. Don't care. Like, I yeah. mean, I kind of don't care right now because yeah. I feel like everything in my life is so much about fulfilling the you know, it's creative velocity that, yeah. that that's just not in it's just not the main point, you know? Yeah. It's just so fun. Well, and if you've been giving so much to others for so long, it's like, it feels good to just give to yourself. Totally. Which is kind of like circling back around of what you were saying before about yoga being like a really performance-based uh, practice, not being as good as being a, a center-based practice where yeah. you're trying to find your own breath yeah. and drop into your own body. And I think it's the same concept, you know? Yeah. And that's like really... Totally. And the same thing about the the past, you know, it's like so cliche. You hear like, like the the power is inside of you, not everywhere else, you know. But yeah. there's a lot of truth to that, oh, you know. Yeah. Like so, um, the more that we kind of not detach in some you know reptilian like sociopathic way, but like or like numbing. There's a difference between like mindfully letting go of everything because you're just you trust. Or are you blacking, like blocking things out because you're numbing and disconnecting yeah. because you can't deal? Yeah, know? that's so true. Like what we're saying about like mom block or whatever. Yeah. Um. So also like you're saying numbing and then like I think also the concept of like letting go or holding on is kind of um, either way to me uh, feels like you're okay. So we're, we're here and I think that we're already connected to every possibility in this moment that's branching branching out in the Mm -hmm. past or the future or how the past is going to relate to the future because of this moment or, um, you know, different things in our minds or different possibilities of things we could just start talking about in five seconds. Like all of it is here and Mm -hmm. we aren't going to lose any of it by like holding on or not holding on. So the more that we're in our center, the more that we have like kind of unlimited access to everything and kind of decide as we go and we don't have to totally. like I feel like the more we hold on or be obsessed with like letting go of everything like we're we're making these decisions that kind of create these sort of mind paths mm-hmm. um just did it did, when I said that did you see it in tie-dye mind paths <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> granola but <laughs> um <laughs> it's true though Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think, like, that also goes back to that idea of, like, our visions of what we want being linear kind of sets us up for disappointment because we're like, what I want isn't showing up in exactly the way I wanted it to look. So I'm disappointed mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm going to keep chasing for that other thing that's out there. It's further up there yeah. without realizing that, like, all of the things already exist 
now and totally. you just have to let them materialize if that makes sense I get what you're saying but at the same time I feel like I am like you know chasing castles in the clouds but I'm also I mean or like you're you saying like I step I step you're totally. building each block in each moment and I mean just in the last few months even like I'm like it's over there I have to get over there and like I'm like pushing and then I'm like, oh, God, it's been a week and it's not happened yet. And, like, I've worked for, you know, and I get frustrated. Yeah. And, like, I'll get, like, a wave of, like, uh, I'd feel downtrodden or something. Yeah. And then I'm like, God, I didn't make it to the finish line. And then I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, do I still want to do this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, my emotions are just, like, these tides are hitting against the rocks and bones of my intention which will never really shift. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like I know why I'm here and the things that I want to do will always be the things I want to do. And yeah. I don't have to, like, hurry up and live life and, like, you know, yeah. get ready to die after I complete the thing. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Like, But yeah. I think that it's natural to feel, like, disappointed at the, like, pacing, but also yeah. you're so right. And, like, letting yourself meditate on, like, I'm here, I'm doing it, I'm having the experience I wanted. And it is already coming and it's cool is also, I think, like a really effective mindset to like get it done. You well, know? And you're also like thinking of it in the sense that like, OK, I know what I think I want. One of the possibilities, like we said, all those possibilities, they're all floating right here, right now. One of the possibilities is that thing is coming and it's coming and it's going to get here. Yeah. And that's great. One of the possibilities is maybe it doesn't come. But you've let go of attachment to the outcome of that. And so it doesn't matter because if that thing doesn't come, something else is going to come that's in alignment with you. If you are living in your present moment and you're connected and you're open to receiving and you're like showing up for yourself for your tr in your truest way, then you just have to trust that like what is meant for you is going to unfold and you can have intention and you can do all things with intention and start building these blocks of the things that you're creating and that's how you start to like create these ultimate visions that you have totally. but there's also just kind of like a surrender to like okay if that thing doesn't materialize then that means that there's something else that I'm meant to do I can see what you're saying um I feel like where I'm at in my life um is different than you know most people and whatever and everyone's on their journey but um I also feel like I just started reshaping my thinking around that concept in that I am I'm like actively making things happen because they're creative experiences and I can like you're saying like the things coming it's like really like you know what you would think of as gate holders like is this person going to want to work with me is yeah. this person going to be able to show up for this mm -hmm. and is this you know is it going to find an audience is it and it's just like that's so many variables just keep doing the thing yeah and then um sometimes I think about like the sort of like cartoon idea I had as a kid about like celebrityism or rich people and like we used to say like they you know they have people that bring them food and they do it this way. And like, yeah. I don't know where we got these ideas, but then I was thinking like, who are the, they, and like, not to totally dismiss the idea, but it's like, okay, if I was imagining like my childhood idea of like what success life was, was like, 
like, how am I operating that now? Mm -hmm. You know, like, how am I relating to that now? And like, what if I used that, like, old brain pattern of like, what that looks like in a new way, which is to say, oh, like being mindful around the way that you're eating or like the way that you show up or like having a schedule or taking mm-hmm. appointments seriously and yeah. like taking yourself seriously. Like what yeah. if you decided to put this like, That's like a huge invisible part. portal around you and saying like, I'm, I'm stepping into a space that I've been at odds with and it's kind of an imagination experiment Yeah. that all along. So what if I like had a different relationship with it? And then sometimes I'm thinking, like, are you ready to step through the door of everything happening that you want to happen right now? And I'm like, okay. Like, imagining that's that... that's a huge what you just said. That's, like, a huge component to all of this is, like, have the vision, but you have to believe it. Yeah. Because, like... I, I think about this sometimes. I'm like, there are a million yoga teachers in Los Angeles, right? Like, I think most of the population <laughs> yoga teachers. <laughs> but, like, if I want to do the things that I want to do, I have to believe it. Otherwise, who else is going to believe it? Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to stay small. If I believe myself to be small, I'm going to stay small. You have to believe, like, right here, right now, that you are that big. You are You are they. You are that person now. You're not that person at some other time when you reach some other goal. You are that person now, and you have to really believe it and live it. And then that's when you start to connect the dots between what you're creating and where you're at. You it's know? so true. I think, like, the, the hesitation a lot of people have for taking that on is, like, they're afraid if they, like, seem to like, high and mighty, they're going to get the smackdown. You know what I mean? You can't be afraid of failure. Yeah, I mean, or you could be afraid of failure, but also realize that, like, you could get smacked down. Yeah. And, like, and you're just going to keep going. You, you just keep yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I can't even express to you, I don't even have, like, a proper catalog of all of the times I've gotten this smackdown. And I'm just <laughs> like, I don't know why I, like, can't learn my lesson. I have to keep trying to live my life. Like, yeah. you know, like, keep going. Um, it also reminds me of like those biopics they were re- doing a bunch of, uh, maybe in like the early 2000s, they did like the Ray and then they did the one about Johnny Cash right. and, yeah. you know, it was always like in the beginning, like Johnny Cash's dad, when he's a little boy, you know, Johnny Cash is listening to the radio and his dad's like, you know, what's coming out of there? Nothing. <laughs> and the kid's like, I still like music. You know, it's yeah. like, like sometimes it doesn't matter if even in like your subconscious or the forefront of your mind and like the people around you are saying like, you're an idiot. Like, why do you want the things you want? That's stupid and crazy. Um, if you keep pushing yourself anyway, like that's the only possible way you'll get there. So Mm -hmm. it really doesn't, it really doesn't make a difference to anyone if you're miserable or not, you know? So you might as well just try I say that a lot in my classes, like I'll do something that's challenging or different that people haven't tried or seen. And sometimes I have a class full of people that they're just like in it to win it and they all try and they're all, but then sometimes I'll have a class where people are looking at me like, no, not doing that crazy lady. (laughs) And I tell them, I'm like, listen, any successful person will tell you that you have to get comfortable with failure if you're going to be successful because, and it's not even, I don't even say like failure is not even a word that I like because like 
what is failure? You just, you tried something, it didn't work out, you learned from it, and then you try again in a different way, or you learned that maybe it's not for you and you switch directions, but it's like, you have to try. No, if totally. you don't try, you will never get where you're going. That's or, a fact, you, you know? know? It's so true, and I also feel like in times, like, that I failed, like, um, I guess failed is, like you're saying, fairly relative. Like, yeah. I've tried different incarnations of, like, having a show, you yeah. know, like making it a TV show, making it a live show, going to, um, going to a studio in Berkeley and like learning skills to do like a public access show, like having a different podcast years ago. And yeah. it's like, to me, every time it doesn't work out or like I put so much work into like the idea of how it's going to develop. And then it'll kind of just like not be the thing. And I'm like, God, I'm such a failure. And then I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm still obsessed with whatever I'm obsessed with. Yeah. And to me now it's like less about this like overproduced quality and more just like the, this is my yoga. This yeah. is my practice. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe we should pull a card before we go. Yeah. I'd love to. Also, I have, I have a confession to make Yeah, that I'm realizing. Um, uh, so in my um, podcast, in, in previous episodes, um, I've interviewed different kinds of like practitioners or something. And I feel like I've archetypally referenced like an unrelatable spiritual person that's the blonde lady who does yoga on a mountaintop and like <laughs> makes everything look easy <laughs> which is you <laughs> and i i'm you know that's that's the pro that's the problem with stereotypes because like um you know i'm a little bit salty like no one wouldn't think otherwise but i also <laughs> genuinely respect you and i think that you're you're just a, like a hyper-focused person, and I think that you're in um, a consciousness state that might feel unfamiliar to people, you know, but you're also like legitimately really hardworking and really know what you're talking about. So <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <yeah>. Namaste. <laughs> it's funny because I just had a, a session with my psychic yesterday, and and just to make like a long story short, we're just kind of talking about things that I'm, I'm working through. And one thing that I've kind of like struggled with, which sounds, it's going to sound so silly when I say it, but it's like, I, I often feel like I've been stereotyped as like just being pretty. Like that's who, that's what I'm good for in this world is to just be what I look like and to like be seen as what I look like. And it's, it's, been interesting doing what I'm doing and like there's been some things that have happened to me on this path of teaching that have kind of humbled me in that sense where I'm like this is actually like not about what I look like on the outside it's about like the messages that I'm delivering and the person that I am and that I'm I'm there's so much more value to me beyond just being this person that looks like a quintessential yoga teacher yeah you know what I mean and like I need to let that shine through like that that's my power that's for something for me to overcome like that's something that like if that makes sense it does know? make sense and I think that's also like a much bigger conversation just in like being a femme in a capitalist society yeah and feeling that you have to constantly like aim for per perfection in mm -hmm. the way that you're presenting yourself physically yeah. and trying to be um respected 
Like, so I guess, like, yeah, it puts you in a weird position. Because yeah. I feel like as a woman, like, if you're, like, an ugly woman, then people are like, oh. <laughs> After just saying that, I'm like, who's an ugly I can't right. think of an ugly woman. Like, what's an ugly woman? But but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like whatever you do, like, you're going to be judged for your appearance. Yeah. And this isn't really, like, like, news flash. Like, everyone knows that. Like, women are judged how they appear more than what they're going to say. And it's like, even if you think of a, a person of content who's a woman, we're still thinking about the way she looks. Yeah. And there's this whole thing I around that. playing, like, towing that line. Like, I, you know, on my Instagram, like, I'm, like, very, like, very expressive with my body. And, like, I love my body. And I've had to, like, work through these layers of, like, imposed shame that I should be, like, ashamed of like expressing myself in like a sexual way. You mean your nipples. Yeah. Like I, my (laughs) nipples are very shameful, you know, like it's just so funny. Like how we kind of fight against these little things. Yeah. I mean, we could have like maybe the inner voices too. We can have our own relationship with it because I mean, especially on on the internet, you know, like all eyes are on us and all different types of worldviews and whatever are yeah. looking and judging and thinking and you can almost feel it on you, you I know? love it I'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm like it's the performer in me I'm like here world like here's like here's see me be vulnerable because if that can like inspire other people to like go deeper into themselves and to like let go of shame and to live there from their authentic truth like then I'm happy to like yeah. share that with the we world. all have to show up for each other and yeah. like lead by example like a big sister <laughs> i'm gonna pull a card Ooh, i got the lovers wonder why i have no idea um why don't you pull a card what's it gonna be oh you got two though I'm going to go ahead and, like, let this happen. You got four of swords and ten of swords. So it's saying that, like, this is interesting because it's everything we were just talking about, really. Really? Four of swords, to me, is about having boundaries and um, having having a thick skin. The way it's drawn here is, like, the sickbed person. But normally it's a person with armor, and then this sword would be cut, cut in stone. Um, So the sword cut in stone represents, like, your direction that you've decided, and it's cut in stone. Like, you're like, this is the way I'm going. And then the armor, which you don't see in this illustration, (laughs) would be protecting you against these swords coming at you. So having a thick skin, having your dial set on, like, exactly where you're going. And um, four is the number of the emperor, so that's having strong boundaries in life and being able to maintain your, your, your life better by having thick boundaries. And that moving into Ten of Swords, and I'm not really seeing this as, like, a timeline thing. This is just sort of, like, a doubled relationship. Ten of Swords is saying, like, right now you're in a chapter of your life where you're like, what are the things I'm totally done with? Yeah. I'm moving on. Like, I can't do this anymore. And um, I'm seeing, like, a lot of swords coming down on both of these figures. So it's saying that right now you might be... um, even though you're saying you love it, like <laughs> there might be a lot of um, attention coming at you that might be very overwhelming or even um, not helpful or critical yeah. in a way that doesn't feel great. And, no, I and have right been now, that recently. yeah, 
So it's sort of like this awareness of like, cause I used to really internalize other people's judgments of me. And like, if people didn't like me, I was like, why don't they like me? Like, what have I done? What's wrong with me? And now I'm just like, <laughs> if you don't like me, that's your problem. Yeah. Like I don't have, you know, and it's just kind of like, that was what I was saying. That story that I'm ready to move on from is that story where I'm like, I'm unlikable and people don't like me and, and I'm, I'm too much or I'm not enough or I'm, and it's like, yeah. actually, no. <laughs> No, I totally feel you. I'm like, I feel right now, I'm like, if you don't like me, then good and stay the fuck away from me because yeah. I don't want to deal with you. Like, yeah. um, so um, this is saying that right now, like, I think that you are experiencing a little bit of uh, the bitterness of some of this, but you're still like ready to move on and you're really growing a thicker skin. And the thing that's really anchoring you is having your... Um, your intention set on like exactly where you're going, you know exactly what you're trying to accomplish. And in time that will be revealed. But right now it's like, um, very important for you to just like have a thick skin and sort of like, digest some of this in your own way. Yeah. It's definitely on point for how I feel right now. Yeah, that's intense, <laughs> girl. Alright, so I'm gonna do one more for you because I'm just curious. Oh, we got three of swords. So this More is, swords. Yeah, a lot of swords. Okay, so <laughs> what what I'm seeing in the three of swords and, like, the way that I push that is, like, kind of a medicine card. Um, this is, uh, this is like, the concept that sometimes, which, you know, I'm going to tell you, like, you don't know this. Like, you know this. That nothing that other people do is because of you. Yeah. And, um there's going to be experiences that are kind of just like pinching you and it's just because it's a little too close to home. Yeah. And, um, you've been misidentified and some of it feels like betrayal, but it's just like people are on their own paths and there will come to a point where, um, all things will, will be revealed, you know, in time. Um, it, I, I think that what I'm seeing here is like two things. Like one, the future is brighter and you are being very present. Like you're saying, but um, it's okay to be like, this fucking sucks and this hurts and I don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're doing everything you can to like heal through it. So that's amazing. I feel like usually if somebody was pulling these cards, they'd be kind of like freaking out and crying. Like, <laughs> but, um, Not because they got the cards, just because this was their life and they'd already be like in a bad state, you yeah. know? But um, I think you're very present and like... Yeah, like I acknowledge that this is um, a, a space and time where it does hurt a little bit. But I think that you're aware and you'll keep moving forward and grow a thicker skin and not take everything personally. So, yeah. I mean, like hats off for you being so um, centered during this kind of experience. And I got a boyfriend over here, the lover's card. I wonder what that's for. Um, <laughs> You're like, I am done with relationships. And I'm the like, cards are like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> no, you're not. Tarot. <laughs> <laughs> that's annoying at best. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you want to tell anyone um, um, who might be listening before we say goodbye? Yeah. Um, I guess just if you're feeling, you know, I've, I've definitely be, been feeling from just, I, I'm very lucky that I kind of get to experience a connection to like collective 
consciousness because I get to see so many people in a vulnerable state every day. And I, I guess yeah. I've been feeling personally like so much shifting, so much upheaval, so much going on. And we're just like kind of crushing through these aspects of ourselves that sometimes can be a little bit challenging. And I, I feel that when I'm driving and there's all, you know, there's tension on the roads and there's, there's a lot going on and there's a lot going on in the world and there's a lot going on just in society as a whole that like is coming up that we're having to look at. And so if you're feeling alone or you're feeling like you're having a hard time, take a yoga class, take a walk, do a meditation, look up how to do a meditation online. There's just, there's, there's an infinite amount of information available to help you and assist you and to support you and and reach out to people reach out to people that you trust or or people that you think can guide you and and don't be afraid to to try things that might make you feel better try not to like resist something that might feel yeah. good for you that might make you feel better you know completely it's there for you so that's a really good point also i feel like the world is in so much turmoil that sometimes we have like maybe some guilt around like, well, the ice caps are melting and the polar bears are attacking Russian villages. And there's like these little kids that are in concentration camps at our borders and like this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I like want to respond to all of the cries for help, but like you can't, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. You know, if you don't have a way to center your and calm your energy um, it's really hard to contribute to the health of the situations, you know, yeah. so it's not selfish to take time to no. center yourself and we are sending you a blessing to go ahead and yes. have license to do that. Yes. Um, so, uh, namaste, my freaks. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for Thank talking to us. Thank you so us. much for having me.